Now it's time for the YouTube Clip of the Week, bringing you the best and most popular videos on the net. Let's not forget, this is an award just for me. I'm beached ears. Leave Billy alone. It's always blowing the pie. I'm so sorry about this. Oh, my God. I'm, this is not, this was a complete accident. I'm so sorry. It's Amanda. I'm so sorry. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh, and welcome back to Southland Plains FM 96.9. It is time for our YouTube Clip of the Week. And this week, Daniel's chosen all the YouTube clips for the next couple of weeks. So he can tell us couple. more about this one. Oh, I think it's about five weeks in there <laughs> yeah, at the okay. um, This one is a Avril Lavigne uh, parody. Um, mm-hmm. And it's too hard to explain. So how about we just play it and you'll find out that way. All right, let's play it. Let's have a listen to this one. If you have any feedback for us, you can call us on 340-0969 on our studio line, and Daniel or I shall pick up, depending on who's paying attention at the time. Or you can email us on studio at southsound.co.nz, and I'll pick up pick up that one because i got my computer up. Let's have a listen to our YouTube cover of the week. You're on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. Plains FM 96.9 at South Sound. That is our YouTube clip of the week. 
sorry, I needed to cough there. If you have any feedback for us on that or any other segment of the show, you can call us on. Okay, I'll do that. Three four hundred nine six nine. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Bit sidetracked. Yeah, I didn't know if anyone would jump in or not. Yeah. Just, see, I sit and type while Aisha's talking, and you guys just sit there and stare blankly at the wall while I'm talking. Oh, you no, I'm, I'm not staring us. at the wall. I'm actually doing stuff on my computer. So okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Don't you worry, can, it's business stuff. You can also email us on studio at southsound.co.nz. Coming up next is the news with Aisha. But before that, um, we're going to go with one from the script, which is actually new on the New Zealand charts today, which is interesting. Uh, actually, last week's charts, the one that we were waiting for but couldn't get to, um, it was new on the charts, which I thought, was slightly delayed, but anyway, it's for the first time by the script, followed by Lady Gaga with Dancing in the Dark. You're on South Sun. You okay there, Daniel? Yep, I'm just getting my mices around yeah. the wrong way. And, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're on South Sun, Plains FM 96.9. That was our YouTube Clip of the Week. That was the YouTube Clip of the Week. To see this week's clip and many more, go to the South Sound Facebook page, search South Sound on Facebook, and tell us what you think of our YouTube clip of the week. You're on Plains FM 96.9 with South Sound, and now it's time for the news for the 14th of February 2011 with Aisha. The grandfather of New Zealand television has died. Veteran actor Frank Witten, who won Air New Zealand Screen Screen Award for Best Supporting Actor in 2007, who is also the face of Spate's quintessential Southern Man, as well as appearing in films, including a starring role in Vigil Frank, is best known for playing the crafty criminal character Grandpa Ted on the popular series Outrageous Fortune. Frank Witten was in his late 60s and died in his sleep in the weekend. The closure of almost 300 school swimming pools in the past decade has been linked to New Zealand's horror youth drowning rate. Green Party MP Catherine Delahunty has called on the government to relax pool regulations imposed on school boards of trustees or ensure council-owned facilities were opened up for free to provide Kiwi kids with what could be life-saving swimming training. Her comments follow a horror to start 2011 with 27 drownings. That figure includes seven people under the age of 14, including six preschoolers, which is the same number that drowned during the whole of 2010. Drownings have cost New Zealand $392 million per year. Honi Harawera has had broken down when speaking about the support he'd received from his electorate and his wife during a television interview discussing his ongoing problems with the Māori Party. Harawera became the subject of a formal complaint by a fellow MP last month after writing a column that said his party had had become too caught up in its coalition with National and was supporting anti-Māori policies. He was suspended from the party's caucus last week, with co-leaders Taria Turiana and Peter Sharple saying the caucus had no faith or confidence in him. The committee is expected to to reconvene early this week. Thousands of people have have crowded into Auckland Park to celebrate the gay and lesbian community at the city's big gay out. The annual festival at Coyle Park 
Last year attracted about 10,000 people, with numbers looking likely to at least match that this year. The event attracts people from around the country with long-day entertainment and food stalls. It has become a place for some businesses, such as banks, to appeal to the gay community. Phil Goff was the first leader to take the stage and address the crowd, with John Key speaking later on. Goff said, said despite what has been achieved in terms of gay rights, there is still much work to do. Egyptians gathered in major cities across the US for a second day of celebration after Egyptian President Hosseini Mubarak stepped down, with many expressing hope about the future and some pledging to return to help in the Middle East in the Middle Eastern nation's transition. The weekend rallies held in New York, Chicago, San Francisco and other cities followed spontaneous demonstrations that broke out Friday when Mubarak agreed to step down after three weeks of sometimes violent protests across Egypt that that many feared would end in futility. On Saturday, the ruling military pledged to eventually hand power to an elected civ- civilian government. Yeah. Ugh, so tongue-tied. <laughs> Not I think, good. I think the NZBS has got to you. Um, it has. Just one little thing, and I probably shouldn't be doing this because I have no idea how to pronounce Māori names, but Tariana Turia? Uh, where's it written? You screwed yeah. that one up. Yeah, Tariana Turia and Peter Sharples, and then I also screwed up, where is it? President Mubarak. Hos- Hosni Mubarak. That's someone. What did I say? Hosini or something. Something like that. Hosni, yeah. It's and just um, Tariana Turia got me. Yeah, yeah. that one. Tariana Turia. It's only because I listened to the desk of news at and one point and they had some funny ones on there. Anyway, that was the news. Sorry, I just had to correct <laughs> you on that one. <laughs> Go for it. You've been gloating about your mug all day. I just had to tear you down a little mug. bit there. Mug, mug meaning coffee mug. Yeah, some people mug. call mug for face and that would just be weird. I would never <laughs> call it about your face. face. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, I, I got a free mug today and, it, and it's very mm. cool. So I was happy about that. Yeah, I just want to say before we move <laughs> on, um, I love Ed's comments. He just sent me an article on um, Facebook. Ed being Edward Swift who used to work at Plains FM who now works for News Talk in Auckland. He's their web designer. And <laughs> Is he currently listening? Uh, I don't know. He just sent me an article on Facebook, and it's about plenty of teen romance on Valentine's Day. Is the headline? <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, do you want me to tell you what he said? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I think they're just hoping they might finally get some sex. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> of course. <laughs> Turn your mic on, Daniel. Yep. Sorry. Um, that brings up something else on Facebook for those of you that like. Um... <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Don't worry. <laughs> D- Daniel has this thing with thoughts, and I thought he just. No, no, let him finish, let him finish. (laughs) I will throw this pen. Um, The The Rock on Facebook, um, they had this flowchart. Actually, I'm just going to bring that up and bring it up in the panel. Okay, Um, we'll bring it up in the panel. Let's talk about that one later on. We're just mentioning every single radio station we can think of now, aren't we? Yeah. It's probably bad for our ratings. Oh, well. Anyway, that was the news with Aisha for the 14th of February, 2011. I've slipped into my radio voice there. Valentine's Day. Yay. Okay, that came out Ooh. of nowhere. Tex Roses, yes. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with Tex Roses now. I expect to receive okay. them. Okay. Um, well, I've just been having an interesting conversation with Rose, who's been talking about all the music we've been playing, and we're supposed to be entertaining, or I hope we are. Um, let's talk about dogs that have been taught sign language because they're deaf next in the panel. Oh. And um, DivorceMe.co.nz, a new website released on Valentine's Day, which I thought was quite <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that after... Rolling in the Deep by Adele. You're on South Sound, Plains FM 96.9. The panel is next. Now it's time for The Panel with Nathan, Daniel and Aisha. A group discussion on what's happening in the news. 
And welcome to the panel on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. Um, okay, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about Divorce Me? Uh, or do we want to talk about... I want to hear about... Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Divorce Me. Hang on, let me just finish writing this message to Ed. Okay, Divorce Me... Di- divorce... DivorceMe.co.nz That was pretty fast. Um, DivorceMe.co.nz is a website that's just started today, which is, um... Hmm, interesting. It's caught the attention of the media, let's say, um, and probably not in a not in the good way. Um, people are saying, hang on, let's see the article. Um, the Valentine's Day launch of the website, which aims to make divorces quicker and easier, is both tacky and destructive, says a Christian lobby group, Family First. As you would say that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, why why launch it on Valentine's Day? Though? I mean, it's a lot of well, pressure on the men, you know? You don't buy flowers, she's just going to go on and log on to the computer and just divorce you in two seconds. I don't know. It's actually not two seconds. Do you want me to tell you how it works? Yep. Let's go through how the website works, first of all. They say it's three steps on the website, um, on the front page of the website. It's actually not. It's six if you go to the how it works section. Um, but simply <laughs> said, it get uh, says, get divorced in three easy steps. Step one, obtain a copy of your marriage certificate. Step two, complete our online form. Step three, sign and post are taken to your local court. And that's it. Yes, but, um, but in the how it in, works... Yep, in that it's actually six stages. Yeah, it's stage one. Obtain a copy of your marriage slash civil union certificate. Stage two. Create an account and complete our simple online form. Stage three. We will send you a divorce back. Which D- contains div- a whole lot yep. of documents, yep. And stage four. Uh, my computer's Stage four. Up. I'll keep going then. Yep. Sign and fill in your forms at your local family court. This can be done by post. There is no need to even step foot in the courthouse. You can sign your forms with a spouse or partner or separately. You can even choose whether or not your spouse or partner... To see your spouse yeah. or partner during the process. Yeah, to see them during the process. Stage five, the court registrar makes an order dissolving your marriage slash civil union. This typically, this typically takes one day. Stage six, your marriage or civil union is dissolved one month later. How much will it cost me? Oh, that's quite an interesting <laughs> yes. one, yes. Um, divorce me pack, 300, well, no, sorry, $299. Uh, court filing fee, $178.89. Marriage certificate, if applicable. Um, it's twenty six fifty. Yes. Yeah. Not it's too an, cheap. It's an interesting one to me. What about um, the whole process of dividing up assets? How does that come into it? Because you can't just get divorced well, and then just, you know, paper scissors it, rock for it. it d- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's normally what you do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, that's my plan. <laughs> I, I normally win against, <laughs> against the odds. You normally just marry rich people and go yeah. right. I'm divorcing. Let's, pre- hey, let's paper, scissors, paper scissors, rock, scissors rock is how I got into it. Paper scissors rock is how I'm going to get out of it. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I don't know. Actually, doesn't tell you how much. Um, how, how about how it goes about um, dividing up assets? But I suppose if you have a prenuptial agreement, then that sorts that one out. Yeah, because I mean, most you know oh, everyday 50/50. marriages, uh, they don't. They have to be divided up fifty-fifty. But um, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to divide the plates half and half and all that kind of thing. You're going to... No, no, no. I'm actually going to cut the plates in half. <laughs> you can take one half. I'll take the what, other. What about half a cup? How inconvenient would that be? <laughs> it would just... Oh. It'd be an interesting one. Half we should a, do an experiment with that. Half a straw. 
<laughs> straw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I basically just go. You can keep that one. I don't really care. But about that. that that's where a lot of the money gets drained, dividing up assets, yeah. because that's the long process. It's the process battling with the lawyers, lawyers exactly yeah. going. You know, oh, I want the car. Yeah. No, I, I want, want the car. One. No, you can I, have I want that. the kids. No, I don't want the kids. Whatever. You, you take them. Yeah. <laughs> you take the kids. I, oh, I, I don't. Want, kids. I don't want the kids. You know. <laughs> yeah. Fighting over who has to take the kids is awful. Yeah. But no, it's an interesting one, though, for it to be released on Valentine's Day as well, which I suppose was actually quite a big marketing play as well. Yeah, I suppose it's a um, a very uh, sly threat for um for for men. You know, mm. if you're not busting out the bucks on Valentine's Day, there's a website that she can go to. <laughs> she can check her email and divorce you at the same time. It's easy. It's all good. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just have to mention. According to Rose, we're being too boring. Okay, well, how about we bring <laughs> up this next, rock flowchart? <laughs> yes, okay, this rock yeah, We'll flow talk chart. about that one, and then we'll talk about dogs learning yep. sign language. Oh, fun. And then how windy Wellington actually is. <laughs> okay, so on the rocks Facebook page, we've got a um, photo here. Um, the caption, confused. Here's an emergency guide to Valentine's Day, and I'm just going to move my mic. Um, so it starts off up the top. Valentine's Day flowchart. Does she like you? Yes or no? Under yes, spend money. Under no, spend more money. They both lead down to the same box saying, did she see this flowchart? Yes, spend more money. No, sex. Off the spend more money, there is a, um, does she still care? Yes, spend more money. And that just goes around in a loop. Um, Under does she still care? No, sex. So either way, they claim you're going to get sex. (laughs) Or spend Um, lots of money. Yeah. So I- either you're in a very expensive relationship or a very convenient one. <laughs> or you're picking someone up off um, a corner, <laughs> uh, <laughs> spending yeah. lots of money and... <laughs> Getting both. Generally just yeah. spending lots of money <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, we'll take a quick break with the idea and then we'll come back and talk about dogs learning sign language and how windy Wellington is. Okay. We're the guests you're listening to Plains FM 96.9. FM. FM. (laughs) (laughs) Plains FM 96.9, you're with South Sound. That was the guest there. That that gets me every time how they go FM. Yeah, FM, and start laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It was more interesting on the day, though, I suppose. Mm. It was quite funny because you were there on that one. You asked them to that. Um, Dogs learning sign language. This one's interesting. Um. Yeah. It's also more interesting that it's been taught by some rather interesting people, too. I'll read you the article that I got off um, off Odd Stuff, surprisingly. Um, Deaf dog gets sign language training. A dog who couldn't hear has learned some sign language thanks to inmates at a U.S. prison and children at a school for the deaf. Inmates at the Missouri prison trained the deaf... Um, trained the deaf dog named Sparky in sign language and then asked the school... Um, for the deaf to take him in, basically. Which is an interesting one. Training a dog. I still don't get how that works. Perhaps it's a command thing, so instead of sit, there's just a sign, and he knows to sit then, because they do it with food Daniel or something knows like all that. the signs. Yeah, so Woo! it would just yep. be, you know, the action for sitting, some hand action, 
Daniel just demonstrated. <laughs> no. he, D- Daniel yeah. can speak sign language. I can't, so I'm not sure. But it, it's a great radio medium, isn't it? Sign language. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only good when everyone here understands it, though. And as I'm the yeah. only one who does, uh, I can't really sign to the other ones. Tell them to shut up or whatever. No, but so, you yeah. have actually had an argument I, with Aisha <laughs> in sign language before. Well, yeah, she was just pulling the finger, and I was sitting there <laughs> saying a few other things. But yeah. anyway, um, nonsense. Okay, so I can actually tell you what he's been taught so far Sparky responds to the hand signals for sit heel lie down and stop and is working on additional signs that mean food or outside outside meaning toilet outside as or in outside or just get outside it just says outside in quotes <laughs> <course. laughs> <laughs> oh, well I mean it's actually quite smart I suppose if you did have a deaf dog that would be what you'd have to do because it's just the way you teach them with verbal commands you know sit and give them a biscuit and they know that that sound means that they get that reward it's just the same with an action except you have to get their attention to look at you first which might be something interesting so if you can clap your hands or whistle yeah no what what you do is as I know deaf people you stamp your foot but because it sends vibrations and they'll feel that vibration and they'll swing around and look at you or you smash your hand down or you do something like that so they feel the vibrations and just like bass that if if you 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 sit there and then a really bassy song comes on, the ground starts vibrating. They'll start looking around because they, you know, yeah, that they understand it's music, but they're okay. Where's the, the music coming from? Why is it so loud? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I suppose that would be the way that you attract yeah. his attention. But um, I think it's quite clever. It's something to keep inmates busy. I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's um, actually part of a program. It's called Puppies for Parole Program, <coughs> and it's part of the Department of Corrections, which is used to train, uh, used by inmates to train animals with beh- with behavioural or other issues that may make them difficult to adopt. That this is in Missouri, so it's, yep. that's in the US, right? Yeah. Yeah, in America. Only um, in America. And they do this quite quite a lot in America. They get inmates to train animals um, that are otherwise difficult to adopt. Some might not be good around children for example um, or good around people um, so maybe a dog that's been abused that's not good around anyone yeah. could be trained by an inmate to be more calm I suppose a bit more tame yeah yes and um, what's this Windy Wellington thing? right okay Wellington yes um, hang on the Windy City or something um, interestingly enough it's post. Uh, it's from the Dominion Post and it's under the environment section of stuff.co.nz. Yes. Um, researchers have set up specialist wind speed monitors on five high, on five meter high masts in the Belmont Park region, and another one on an existing seventy meter mast, um, to try and gauge the speed of the wind in Wellington because it's um, it's one of the windy, windiest cities in the world. In the entire world. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. I thought they were just complaining. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't realize. Um, no, scientists are trying to study um, how fast the speed of the wind actually is, and to see why that is really. I suppose it's actually because of the way um, Wellington's laid out. Um, the wind gets caught in the mountains surrounding the area and kind of speeds up. Somewhat of a whirlpool, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Christchurch doesn't get such big winds because we're on flat. Yeah. We're on built a swamp. On, yes, built yeah. on a swamp. Yeah, that's a great idea. Perfect, isn't it? perfect for earthquake. Just kind of sludge and, back and, and forth. Flooding. Yeah. And flooding. Yeah, <laughs> you know, perfect well, for flooding. Considering it used to be a place that was once filled with water, that might be slightly concerning to some people. I know. But no, not to New Zealanders. No. 
You would no, have thought that we'd not. sink with the with the earthquake, that we'd kind of shake down, 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 mm. down. We'd sort of be in some kind of canyon of some kind. <laughs> just just <laughs> by the end of it. just sunk 50 metres, you know, yeah, that's, exactly. that's all. Nothing, nothing all right. spectacular there. Now we're truly trapped. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just build some sort of contraption to get cars out of the city. Yeah. Don't know how that would work. Very, very steep road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my car's not going to make it up. <laughs> you could almost contest um, Dunedin for the world's steepest road. True, true. Just make it vertical. That'd yeah. be very fun. Vertical. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's funny, um, since we've been talking about Velcro other radio stations. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> since um, we've been talking about other radio stations, we were talking about um, the world's long, um, steepest road in Dunedin. Hamish and Andy came to New Zealand this uh, last week. And um, Hamish has actually been filming in New Zealand. He's been part of a film with Brett from The Flight of the Concords. Um, filmed in... Ooh, where is it? Uh, Invercargo, I think. Yes, Invercargo. Um, and he went on a tourist des- tourist trip, and he asked um, one of the guys on set what was the best place to go to, and the guy said, "Oh, you got to go and see the world's steepest street in Dunedin." So they went there, and they basically just watched people run down the road <laughs> screaming, "I'm on the world's steepest street," <laughs> and um, watched guys try and sell him beer out of his window. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah. This is quite an interesting one for a tourist to come and see the world's steepest street as a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah. it's just a road. Yeah. <laughs> Although I suppose they have great outlook on tourist attractions since they did crash into the biggest tree they could find in America called the Big Oak. Because oh <laughs> they weren't really that happy about it because it wasn't really that big to them anyway. <laughs> so they drove into it and got in trouble and they destroyed their air conditioning <laughs> as well on their tour of America. <laughs> Yeah, not the best place to drive into a tourist attraction of a small town because everyone has guns. That's a stereotype. <laughs> anyway, everyone has guns. You know, um, it's, 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 it's one of the, it's a quiet truth, a quiet, quiet opinion-based like truth. Yeah. Just before we wrap up, I want to mention one thing that's slightly more, slightly more of a serious topic. I'm um, about the New Zealand Parliament and Julia Gillard as well, and the Green Party. So it's got everything in there, hasn't it? Everything except Pope, rape, and Queen. And cocaine, and you'd have the perfect headline. Daniel knows uh, about yes, that one. Yes, um, it was Pope a media rape. studies teacher. Yes, um, last the year perfect headline. Yeah, Pope rapes queen in cocaine frenzy. Yeah, it has everything in it. Yep, it's got. You yeah. know about that? You know about news values? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has everything. I mean, it. it's got the celebrity. It's got the drugs. It's got the rape. The, it's got the yeah. everything. Illicit. You know, mm. sexual yeah. it covers everything. Yeah, from non-sexual. But um, yeah. moving away from Pope raping Queen and drugs <laughs> to <laughs> the Greens, <laughs> to the Green Party, something slightly less interesting, I suppose. Mm. Sorry to pull you away from that one there, but um, the Green Party are trying to stop Prime Minister Julia Gillard from making a speech to Parliament. Miss uh, Gillard arrives tomorrow for her two-day visit to New Zealand. On Wednesday, she will become the first foreign leader to speak in Parliament's debating chamber. But Prime Minister John Key says there was some opposition to her proposed speech. The Green Party has um, said no international head of state has ever addressed Parliament, and allowing Miss Gillard to speak would be setting a precedent. Um, Russell Norman, the co-leader of the Green Party, is quoted as saying the government of the day could invite all sorts of unpleasant people, like former US President George Bush, for example. They had in Australia that I think a lot of M- uh, members of Parliament would be uncomfortable with the thought, um, with and we thought the best thing was to keep it, uh, was to keep a simple president of not having anyone speak. That just seems 
I mean, in my opinion, that just seems a bit silly. So what Julie Gillard wants to come talk, she's just... It's actually quite interesting. Their solution for that, instead Miss Gillard will speak in the debating chamber, but not during a formal sitting of Parliament. But if if someone wanted to address the parliament, they would be, you know, they could ask, but, but also, you can still say no. And I mean, why why would we turn but down? But also, it's a very, inter- it's a very um, important person to be talking to you as well. The only, the closest neighbour to New Zealand exactly. is Australia. You don't want to be making a bad relationship with their current prime minister. Exactly. So Especially during a... You know, uh, we're, we're tight enough that, year. of course not George Bush. I mean, he's not involved in politics anymore. He's not a worry. And us not inviting him to come address our parliament about nothing is, mm. you know, I mean, to we're To be honest, it wouldn't make me uncomfortable if he spoke here anyway. Because yeah. I know that his views don't really mean anything to me, so it wouldn't really matter. Well, his views don't apply to New Zealand in the way our government works anyway. So, yeah, that's all good. Yeah. And that was the panel. Sorry, I just played the wrong one. Sorry. You're um, just playing yeah, the outro music, though. Yep. Um, I'll just play that and we'll just say goodbye. Okay, yeah. It's 6.55 already. No, it's, it, it doesn't like me. Yes, now it does. It's 6.55. It is that time once more where we get to say goodbye and we say that I am Nathan. I'm Aisha. And I'm Daniel. Before you hit next, before you hit next, you can contact us on studio at southsound.co.nz and um, if you have any songs to request, either post them on our Facebook or email them to us because we love to play your music as well, the stuff that you want to hear. That is South Sound for Monday the 14th of... February 2011. Don't forget to tune in next week for more interesting news, music, and info from Nathan, Daniel, and Aisha here at 6 on Plains FM. (laughs) 